Welcome to the Broadband Bunch, a podcast about broadband and how it impacts all of us. Join us to learn about the state of the industry and the latest innovations and trends. Connect with the thought leaders, pioneers, and policymakers helping to shape your future through broadband. Join us on Facebook at The Broadband Bunch and see the latest episodes, news, and photos. The Broadband Bunch, as always, sponsored by ETI Software. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Broadband Bunch, along with my colleague, Kaylee Cox, Vice President of Business Development and Content Operations for DXTEL. I'm Craig Corbin. Thanks so much for joining us. As broadband service providers all across the country look to navigate the waters of a constantly changing industry, having access to the sage advice and expertise of those who can assist in charting the right course is invaluable. Our guests today are using their combined decades of experience in telecom, marketing, and communications to provide rural cooperatives, utilities, and independent telecommunication companies with enterprise-level data intelligence, consulting, and fully managed marketing programs for fiber expansion, churn mitigation, and gigabit marketing. It is a pleasure to introduce the founders of DXTEL, Eddie Andrews and Robert Gilbert. Eddie, Robert, welcome to the Broadband Bunch. Uh, great to be here, Craig. Thank you. Thanks, and Craig. A, absolutely. And a quick thank you to DXTEL as one of our uh, presenting sponsors of the Broadband Bunch, and what a great opportunity to be able to to learn more about your organization. Kaylee, also a huge thanks to you being uh, a very frequent co-host of the podcast. Um, before we get started with that, Kaylee, how's it been for you to have joined the Broadband Bunch? It is really exciting and a lot of fun. Um, I've always wanted to learn about Kind of podcasting, and this has been a great way to do that, being around people with a lot of experience in it. You are certainly a great host to learn from. And then I have been in this industry for only a couple of years, which isn't all that long. And so getting to interview different people in the industry is just a very fun way to learn, and I'm happy to be here. That is exciting. And as always, we like to uh, cover as much as we can in, in roughly half an hour. And so we'll launch right in with a, a normal starting point. And, and gentlemen, uh, without question, uh, DXTEL making a tremendous positive impact in the industry. But I'm always curious about how organizations got their start, the genesis of DXTEL. And um, Eddie, I'll pose that first to you, sir. Sure. So, yeah, Robert and I had worked together uh, many years ago um, down on Hilton Head Island for a company called Hargrey. And we parted ways some time ago and sort of reunited. Um, I was doing a consulting gig for a company called WC Fiber in the upstate of South Carolina. And in the process of doing consulting work for this company, I brought in Robert. Robert had sort of gone off and was doing his own thing sort of from a data mining and data enrichment perspective. And we brought Robert in to help us with some data analysis for an expansion project. And as we were doing that work, uh, the CEO of WC Fiber, a gentleman named Jeff Wilson, said, you know, if you and Robert could ever figure out how to monetize what Robert is doing for us, that would be an interesting business model to take to the rural 
cooperative space because I think you could really help other providers that are in the expansion mode. And from that, the business was born. It's that simple. You know, it's always interesting, Robert, uh, to how uh, when when something gets off and running, you, you begin seeing so many more opportunities than what you initially thought might be the case. What's your perspective on that? Oh, yeah, absolutely, Craig. Uh, and that happened for us very quickly. Um, I think, you know, one huge advantage for Eddie and I when we got into this is we were, you know, we had a plan. We had obviously a lot of experience with data analysis and digital marketing and, and consulting. But, you know, every time we we talked to a new prospect or new client, we were really hearing from the front lines exactly what the needs were in the industry. Uh, and that, you know, we I think we made a conscious decision early on with our company to stay very nimble, very athletic in terms of adapting and, and being able to fill those gaps where where we were hearing there were you know needs. Uh, so it, it kind of very quickly took us from a uh, consulting marketing services uh, company really into more of a um, you know a, a company that's evolved into developing products and platforms and programs uh, sure. to you know help across the entire spectrum of of you know helping these local or community based fiber providers compete with the national providers in their market. Yeah, Robert, I'd love to hear more about what you've seen in working with smaller and mid-sized uh, providers. I know that in a lot of ways, the deck is stacked against them when they're against national brands with household names. Uh, so what are some of those challenges you see those little guys in the industry face? And what are some ways that DXTEL you've helped them overcome that? Sure. Yeah. I, I think the first thing we recognized was um, uh, really just the need for uh, resources for content, for creative materials, um, just on a basic level, be it uh, content for blog articles and newsletters, uh, educational content um, to creative to use across digital marketing and direct mail. Um, and so we, you know, kind of saw that need where, you know, we had a few clients who worked with large agencies, but increasingly we saw smaller providers who, you know, didn't have the in-house resources and didn't really have the budgets to work with larger agencies. Uh, so from that need, we created Harper, which is our broadband marketing library. Um, and, you know, from the early days when it was mostly just articles and campaigns to now where we have, uh, you know, 15 second video spots that are customizable and explainer videos. Um, I, I think that's really, you know, the first area we recognized. Um, and then secondly, you know, what we've seen increasingly is just from a digital marketing perspective, you know, the deck is so stacked against the local providers. Um, if somebody goes online to search for a high-speed internet provider, they're going to get pointed in the direction of the national provider or, you know, a satellite provider um, nine times out of 10, be it search ads or affiliate sites or just organic results. Uh, so we've really taken it upon ourselves to help our clients and, and develop products and programs to help them compete in the digital space because it is so crucial uh, these days uh, being able to reach people on all their devices. 
Yeah, in working with you, I have found it really interesting and unique that in this industry, the small companies aren't competing against the other small companies. And so there can really be a much more cooperative spirit among rural broadband providers. Uh, And I've seen with the platforms and the services you have been dreaming up, uh, seen you making it possible for them to do that without having to take the initiative to necessarily reach out and network and find people like them and ask the right questions. Um, One way I've seen that is with Harper, the first thing you mentioned, the Broadband Marketing Library. And just a few examples that come to mind. uh, There was PMT in Idaho. They asked us to do that school resource guide uh, when everybody was trying to go back to school in the middle of the pandemic and, and had a lot of questions. And We created that for them and then put it in Harper for other ISPs to use with their local school districts. Um, I think that just won an NTCA marketing award, which is really exciting. And then also just ideas for campaigns. Like uh, one of our, I can't remember now who it was, but one of our providers said, everyone, you know, we're new in this market and everyone thinks our speed tiers are data caps. (laughs) And so we did the, (laughs) the no data caps campaign and made that available to other ISPs. Uh, Someone else came to us and said, our, our big name competitors are raising prices and we haven't done that in 10 years. And so we made a campaign around that and put that in Harper for everyone. So I've just, I, I think it's really neat and unique um, that our industry gets to come together and, and tackle these problems as a group and really brainstorm, whether it's big ideas and solutions or specific marketing messages and then share the wealth. It's been really neat to see. It, it really has. Um, and, and the industry as a whole, obviously, all of you, anybody involved knows the, the cooperative spirit that really uh, permeates the whole industry. Um, and, and another great example is we work with several uh, electric cooperatives in Mississippi who are, you know, in, in early days of launching uh, their fiber product. And, you know, they have been great to work with because they're all friends. They all talk. Um, and, you know, uh, on a daily basis, I'll get a text from a client that says, hey, I saw, you know, so-and-so has this great new billboard. Can you do something like that for us? Um, you know, so it's just this, again, just cooperative approach that is, is really uh, encouraging and really helps everyone. I, I echo that so much. And Kaylee, thanks for bringing that up because I have long felt that the, the small cooperatives are very uniquely positioned to most capably, most nimbly help bridge the digital divide, connect those that are not connected, but to do so most effectively because of just what you you talked about, uh, guys, with regard to that mentality that is inherent with a cooperative, that the servant's mentality, you you are uh, enmeshed in the community. Um, I'm curious from your perspectives uh, what it's like working with cooperatives that, that bring that approach to the industry versus the, the much larger providers that are not necessarily as invested in many, in many cases uh, to the, the areas, the communities that they serve. Eddie, let's start with you. Sure. So, you know, it's interesting. So when you look at a cooperative, whether it be a telephone cooperative or an electric cooperative, the general manager or CEO and his or her staff in that community that they serve are held in such high regard within those communities. I mean, they oftentimes have leadership positions in the community outside 
uh, the general, you know, responsibilities of the company. They sit on various boards, whether those be boards of education or boards at the local bank, hospital, so on and so forth. So when you think about the role that these individuals have in their companies and then in their communities, it really sort of feeds this notion that Robert and Kaylee were talking about with regards to the cooperative spirit. And so when we work with cooperatives and we build products or solutions for them or we help them with the strategy, for me, you know, we're doing more than that. I mean, we're helping to make a difference in that community in partnership with the cooperative we're working with. So it's an incredibly um, rewarding and meaningful business approach that we take to help these companies. You know, that's, uh, to me, that's the ultimate um, winning solution when you can, A, enjoy what you do uh, and make a positive difference uh, in the communities that, that are being served. That is that is a winning combination. And it's, it's interesting to, to get different perspectives on that particular conversation. Now, you're listening to the Broadband Bunch, and we are so pleased to be joined by one of our presenting sponsors, DXTEL, the creators of the Harper Broadband Marketing Library. We're visiting with Eddie Andrews, Robert Gilbert, and I have the luxury of having as co-host the Vice President of Business Development and Content Operations, Kaylee Cox, as my sidekick. And Kaylee, I want to put you on the spot now. I mean, you get to ask the questions when you are on here as the co-host, but I have to take advantage of the, the chance to, to, to ask a question of you uh, today. And I'm always interested about what draws people to the industry and not having uh, you know, with, with Eddie and Robert, decades of experience in, in these industries. I'm curious, how did you wind up with DXTEL? What was, uh, what was interesting to you? Well, before uh, Robert met me, which happened through our local co-working community here in Columbia, South Carolina, I was freelancing as a copywriter, mostly with website copy for all sorts of different industries. And Learned a lot of cool things, served some meaningful industries, uh, but when Robert brought me in, I didn't know anything about rural broadband. I mean, I'm from a rural community, and my parents need better internet, so I got it pretty quickly, Um, but that was my first introduction to it, and shortly after he hired me, someone else in our co-working community uh, hired me to write a broadband community champion training program for South Carolina to kind of train community leaders in the basics of broadband, which really gave me kind of an introductory education. Um, and I think what excites me and, and drew me to this, and, and it did not take long before I quit freelancing for other industries and, and focused solely on our industry. Um, and it just feels like it's an exciting time to be alive. I mean, this doesn't happen often where there needs to be an infrastructure kind of built from the ground up across the entire country and kind of quickly. I mean, you know, we've seen it with telephone. We've seen it with electricity. That's where a lot of these cooperatives started. Um, Sure. But to be alive in a time where we are solving a problem this big that changes lives, changes lifestyles, changes communities, um, I think we'll see that the the kind of rise and falls of rise and fall of communities over the next 10 20 years is going to really evolve uh, revolve around who has adequate internet to attract businesses attract residents and that's an that's exciting meaningful work um so so that's what kind of kind of drew me in and and has kept me here <laughs> you know that it's interesting that you mentioned that because part of the equation for so many 
of these rural communities is just exactly that. It's not a matter of, of uh, connectivity as, as a luxury. It is viability for the future, the, their ability to exist in the long term. And, and part of being able to serve adequately your communities is being able to make sure that there is adequate digital literacy in place when connectivity is provided. And I'm curious, Robert, from your perspective, um, what is being done from the standpoint of DXTEL to assist uh, those you work with in that regard? Sure. Yeah. And and that's a great point um, about the viability of, of communities. Um, I think that's what it's all about. Um, that was really, you know, the I mentioned, you know, the, the genesis of the Harper Library. Um, it started with that that content. The idea was, you know, we need to provide our partners with content that they can use to educate the community or educate their subscribers and, and, and prospects, uh, not only about, you know, hey, fiber internet is great or, you know, you need high-speed internet, but, you know, touching on uh, smart devices that, you know, help keep seniors safe in the home or, hey, these are great online resources over the summer for your child to keep learning while they're out of school. So, you know, it's just, there's so many uh, tentacles that come off high-speed internet and, and so many ways that it touches lives today that, you know, when we started out, I had, you know, a fair amount of trouble. That's when I first started working with Kaylee is she was helping me write some of the articles. And you know, it'd take a couple hours to come up with four or five topics for the next month. And now it's, you know, we have a backlog list of, you know, there's, there's no shortage of ideas uh, just because it's, it's so important and just so far reaching into everyday lives. And I think too, a point that was mentioned earlier in the conversation, the sense of being able to share among all the different members of the cooperatives nationwide, that's something that is, I won't say unique to, to the industry, but um, it is refreshing to see it. And I'm curious, Kaylee, from your perspective, um, how that impacts your work, your thoughts. Well, <laughs> for one thing, it makes my work a little bit easier because, you know, like Robert said, we were kind of dreaming things up on our own in the beginning, dreaming up the topics. And as the company has grown and as we've connected with more and more providers, they're bringing us the ideas and they're bringing us the topics and um, we're solving problems together. And so that's definitely affected my role. Um, and, and I'm always learning. There's still new problems popping up for us to solve. Obviously, uh, <laughs> Since I started with DXTEL, the pandemic hit, um, you know, the the need for broadband, it was already on the rise, but it became a headline. It became a uh, something that was talked about on Capitol Hill. People were listening. People were paying attention. Um, and that's something interesting I'd also like to touch on is in the last year, year and a half, there's been all of this new funding, all of this new conversation. Uh, because of that, we're seeing so many expansions, new companies, especially electrics, mm -hmm. getting into the space. Uh, Eddie, I'm curious from your perspective, you've been in the industry longer than me. How has that affected what you have been bringing uh, to clients in the last year or so? 
Yeah, it's a great it's a great point. Um, you know, the change in the industry and the amount of funding and the attention being paid to this is completely different and sort of revolutionizing the industry in real time. So, you know, when you and Robert and I talk about solutions for for you know our clients, when we think about the things that they need the most, one of the things that's happening is it's happening so quickly and there's such a rush to get expansion um, in the works, meaning from an engineering and planning perspective all the way through deployment to the end user. So, you know, I think about our company and what we're doing and we've had to, we've always had a sense of urgency, but in the last, you know, 12 to 18 months, we've even had to increase our sense of urgency and be more responsive and more um, energetic, I guess, for lack of a better word, in terms of how we're dealing with clients, because, you know, they're really up against it. I mean, for many of them, um, they have competition. Robert touched on that earlier, but they also just have, you know, real sense of urgency to get fiber in the ground and get these expansions done because the world has changed so dramatically in the last 12 to 14 months. Well, and that's, that's interesting, Eddie, that you mentioned that because not only is there a tremendous onus, you know, placed on anyone who is dealing with, uh, you know, grants or, or loans uh, to, to get job uh, started and completed, but we're talking about a very complex um, undertaking. And, and I'm curious about, you know, from your vantage point, what it's like in dealing with many of those that you work with when they realize just how expansive it is to, to go into an undertaking of, of this type. Your thoughts there? Yeah, so it's both expansive and expensive, right? And so one of the things that I focus on, um, you know, for DXTEL clients is sort of looking at the project from start to finish. So I'm not an engineer. I don't put on an engineer's hat. I don't fake being an engineer. But from an engineering perspective, you know, I'll look at the plan. I'll be very um, familiar with the project and how it's going to be built out. From there, I help build a strategy for deployment, meaning from a marketing and sort of strategic tactic perspective, I help them plan out the stages of the approach to acquiring new customers in the market as they go from, you know, one quadrant in the community to another and so on and so forth. So I think about things, I mean, to get a little bit technical, you know, I'll look at a project build and I'll think about it from an OLT perspective and then the FDHs that are hanging off of those various OLTs. And I'll build a marketing plan around the equipment being deployed and when and where it's going to be actually placed. So, you know, it's pretty hands-on, Craig, and it's pretty um, detailed as far as my approach. Excellent. Robert, whenever he was talking, it reminds me that not only are electrics new to broadband, but many of them are kind of new to marketing. Uh, when you're the the utility, the electric uh, provider in a community, there's not too much, um, there's a lot of community engagement for sure, but not too much traditional marketing use. So what has it been like talking to people at these electrics and introducing them to the world of marketing? Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, they're, they're entering a space where suddenly there's competition, which 
you know, I think at first it's, it's incredibly overwhelming for them. And, you know, I think a, a key role, I mean, in addition to supporting them and, and their efforts and kind of giving them a, a playbook on how to launch a product. I mean, I think a, a big role that we play, and it's not only with the electric cooperatives, but the telephone cooperatives also is almost like a cheerleader and, and constantly uh, reminding them that, Hey, you have got, you know, one of the hottest products on the market. It's, I kind of think of it as, you know, you have the traditional telephone cooperatives or electric cooperatives who have been in a community for, you know, decades and decades. Um, you know, they've younger people think of, Oh, that was, you know, my grandmother's had so-and-so telephone service from the cooperative forever. And they think of the phone book and things like that. But suddenly, you know, they have, it's as if BlackBerry suddenly announced the hottest product on the market that trumps, you know, an (laughs) Apple product, right? I mean, it's, they have this thing that everybody wants that is far better than, you know, what the national splashy brands can provide. Um, So I think a big role for us is, you know, reminding them of that and, and constantly urging them to get out there and tell their story, Um, you know, get it in front of people and let them know how great fiber is, how much better it is to work with a local company and, you know, how much, you know, better the experience in terms of customer service is going to be. So I think that's, you know, one thing that we're just constantly doing and Kaylee, I know you can uh, relate to that is just reminding them that, you know, you need to be out there because honestly, in our mind, all of our clients should have close to a hundred percent share of the market. You know, it, we look at it and it's like, well, you have a better product, you have better customer service and you're local, you know? And so we really take that approach of, it's just a matter of making sure everyone hears that message. Um, so Anyway, sorry, I think I went off on a tangent there. Maybe didn't answer your question totally. No, actually, I'm really glad you went there because it is so easy to look at what we don't have. As, a, as if you're a small company, a mid-sized company, you know, it's so easy to think, I don't have the big budget. I don't have the door-to-door salesperson. I don't have household name recognition. And my competitors do. But <laughs> that puts them at trying to make up for a a lesser product with all of those things, you know, much of the time. And so it is really nice and exciting to remember that the little guy has the better product here. Um, And so if we can just put a plan in place for getting the message out there, the message sells itself, the product sells itself. um, And that should be encouraging to the, to the provider, the, the marketer at a small provider who feels overwhelmed by the competitor that, Uh, At the end of the day, if you can just get the truth out there consistently again and again and again um, on different platforms, really the the sky's the limit. Well, the beauty of what you just shared there, Kaylee, is exactly what we have seen time and time again nationwide. And that is, you know, to to Robert's earlier point, the fact that there is such a a premium placed on customer service, Uh, true dedication to the market being served, that it is it is the ultimate win-win situation. And, and the key is that the customers are getting what they need and, and desperately need and so happy to, to see what DXTEL is doing 
to assist so many uh, in so many areas across the uh, the country. Uh, we have just had a chance to even scratch the surface of the portfolio uh, that DXL brings to market. And gentlemen, uh, I would would certainly ask the opportunity to to visit again with you in the in the very near future to to look at what uh, I know is a growing um, portfolio of services to your your clients and customers everywhere. But before we we wrap up the conversation. Uh, we have what we refer to as sort of the back to the future question, and it's uh, a chance for both of you to hop into the DeLorean, take yourself back X number of years, whisper something in your own ears that might change the trajectory of the timeline or uh, focus, perhaps, of the efforts uh, underway uh, there. And um, Eddie, let's start with you. Yeah, so I'm sort of a naturally reflective person, so this is a great question. And I think what, you know, if I could go back in time to the beginning um, of the formation of DXTEL, the first thing I would do is hire Kaylee on day one. So that's an easy adjustment. Uh, She came a little bit later, but yeah, day one, Kaylee. Uh, Day 1.5, you know, I think that Robert and I um, overestimated some of the functionalities that our clients possessed on-prem, meaning, you know, I think that we thought there would be uh, sort of more basic marketing available via resources and that sort of thing. And, Mm -hmm. you know, after the fact, what we learned was that, you know, many small cooperatives, whether electric or telephone, they're sort of resource constrained. And so, you know, they have to focus on the most important things. And so I think if going back in time, I think that Robert and I would be more comprehensive from the get-go. We are very comprehensive now, but in the early going, we focused on, you know, data type products, data enrichment products. And if we could do it all over again, we would probably offer more traditional marketing and advertising types of services from day one. Interesting. Robert, same question to you. Uh, yeah. Oh, I second the, the part about Kaylee. Um, I did not pay them yeah. to say this. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I think, you know, for me, it was, you know, the what I've learned in the past year, um, you know, focused more on the digital space. And I think it's because my, my background is in digital marketing. It's just understanding um, the again, how the the deck is stacked. Um, And I wish I, from the beginning, understood the challenges that a lot of our clients have when they try to market market in the digital space. It's, you know, when you're marketing to 2000 homes, it's very hard to get scale. It's not the same as a national brand marketing to millions of people. So, you know, having understood that earlier, I think it would have been easier to build a little bit more uh, focused products and services to help them compete on a, on a local digital marketing level. No doubt. No doubt. Well, you know, the flip side of looking back is to look forward. And, and I will pose uh, the, the looking forward, playing out the crystal ball question to all three of you. And we'll go in reverse order. And Kaylee, I'm going to put you on the spot and start with you. If you can look down the line, what do you see as the, the opportunities that DXTEL will have moving forward? Well, without giving too much away, uh, Robert has, since I started working with him, always been kind of 
spotting problems, creating solutions, spotting problems, creating solutions across the industry. Um, and that has even spilled over. He also has some experience in the real estate industry. So he was kind of simultaneously spotting problems, thinking up solutions for both industries. Well, now we see those industries kind of bumping up against each other. Uh, both, you know, there's a lot of real estate, <laughs> a lot of action in the real estate market right now, a lot of change in what people are prioritizing. Um, and a lot of that relates to internet, being able to work remotely, needing internet. Um, mm -hmm. And so I'm, I feel like we're at this really exciting kind of crest where all of these different ideas that I've heard Robert dream up or even seen him put into put into place are starting to connect. Um, and I just think we're on the precipice of something big and it's really exciting. I like that. Robert, to you. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think uh, one big thing we're looking at is, you know, competition is only going to get uh, stiffer. Um, no doubt. And I think it's which would have sounded ridiculous several years ago, but I think it is entirely possible that there are going to be areas of the country that have a local fiber provider and a national fiber provider, mm -hmm. and they're going to have a choice. The um, ultimate overbuild. It, it, exactly. Um, again, which sounds would have sounded crazy just, you know, even two years ago. Um, so just looking at that, I mean, I think where I view DXTEL going in the future is, beyond marketing products and services and platforms is, is really starting to create applications that we can provide to our partners that will help them um, really enhance the value of their fiber service, not only to the end user, but to the community, um, be it around telehealth or at home learning, um, but just you know keep uh, to help them continue to, to beat that drum of product and local. Um, so I think that's, that's where I see our, our focus uh, kind of going in the future. Excellent. And Eddie, we'll pass the crystal ball to you, sir. Very good. Um, you know, I think that Kaylee touched on spotting problems, finding solutions, and, you know, to sort of tie it all together, I see uh, in the future for DXTEL, putting together or putting in place, for example, artificial intelligence into some of our products that help our clients do exactly what Robert just described they'll need to do and exactly what Kaylee said they need to do. So, you know, as competition increases and the demand is greater and greater, our clients at um, the cooperative or the rural, you know, independent are going to need to market smarter, more efficiently, more intelligently. And so I see us taking technology, layering it into our products and making their jobs easier so that they are more effective at competing. That is fantastic. Uh, this has been a wonderful visit. I can't thank um, gentlemen, uh, you enough for being able to, to share the story. Kaylee, it's been great to to have this uh, opportunity to learn more about the organization you so capably represent and uh, our thanks to you certainly as a co-host on the Broadband Bunch. Uh, and we greatly value again, gentlemen, the uh, willingness of DXTEL to serve as a presenting sponsor of the podcast. Um, look forward again to uh, being able to meet uh, not too long down the line and learn what is next on tap at DXTEL. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having us, Craig. It's, it's been great. 
Yeah, been a great day. Thank you, Craig, Kaylee, very much. Indeed. Kaylee, any final thoughts? This was fun. <laughs> um, I think this has been, I don't know, my third interview or something like that. And it's just been fun to to be on the other side of the table a little bit. Um, so thank you for the opportunity, both for wanting me to play a bigger role at the Broadband Bunch and for inviting us to tell our story. I really enjoyed it. Well, the conversations are always uh, enjoyable when there is great content, and that was certainly the case today. We want to thank all our presenting sponsors, Utopia Fiber, Building a More Connected Nation, ETI Software Solutions, your zero-touch automation experts, and, of course, DXTEL, creators of the Harper Broadband Marketing Library. On behalf of everyone, I'm Craig Corbin. Thanks so much for letting us be a part of your day. We'll see you next time, right here on the Broadband Bunch. So long, everyone. <laughs>